This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoke team. One with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Oh, Obsession Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of our Fall Obsession Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Once again, I'm Sam with Fall Obsession, hosting you guys for this week's podcast episode. And joining me this week, once again is our good friend and one of our very own pro staffers, Brennan Scott. Welcome back on the podcast, buddy. Hey, thanks, man. I'm glad to be here again. Always a good time. Yes, sir. Always a good time. If you guys uh, haven't checked out any of our recent episodes, um, or some somewhat but not so somewhat recent, um, Brendan has been on the podcast before. Um, here recently, he came on to discuss his... Uh, his spring turkey season which was a a pretty cool episode and then also our second most downloaded podcast episode episode 54 is when he came on to talk about last year's do-it-yourself colorado elk hunt on public land that he did it was a successful hunt it's a really cool story really entertaining story and a lot of awesome information in that again that's episode 54 of our podcast so if you haven't given that one a listen yet go back and check it out but today um, we have a another story or hunt experience that we're going to recap, and that is your 2021 spring Montana bear hunt, which was also your first bear hunt that you've ever been on, from my understanding. Is that right, Brendan? Yes, sir. Yep. First time to go to Montana, first time to plan a bear hunt, and there's a lot of firsts on this trip. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, we alluded to it in your turkey hunt podcast that we were going to talk about this. So here we are um, to dive in and, and break this one down again and 
hopefully have some educational information for a lot of our <laughs> listeners and uh, and an entertaining story to go with it. Um, but I guess a good place to start is talking about what made you decide on Montana to go spring bear hunting because there's there's a lot of honestly there's a lot of places that you could go spring bear hunting in in North America. Um, what what made you settle on Montana for for your first ever bear hunt? Well, I've actually had a Canadian bear hunt booked for the last two years. That well, it's been booked for three years now. I was supposed to go in 2020, and then COVID hit, shut the border down. So that didn't happen. And so this year came around, you know, oh, we'll just go to Canada. Still didn't open up. So um, I said, I'm I'm going bear hunting no matter what this year. I'm, I'm tired of not going. And I've always wanted to go. So um, it was supposed to be an archery hunt in Canada, but um, I started looking around like, well, let's be real. And it, it's tough. If you talk to anybody, no one just says it's easy to to do a spot and stalk bear hunt in right. the mountains, no matter where you're going. And so I looked at it more as I've never been to Montana. They have bears. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. I've always wanted to go Montana, so why not Montana? You know, look at it more as the the trip more than a hunt. So um we started looking into montana and seeing that it was actually so you can you can buy a tag over the counter in montana and it's good for the entire state which is pretty awesome to me so yeah so i mean in idaho you know they it you have certain they have draw units and then you have certain over-the-counter units and and it, it just seemed 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 better to me to to go for montana where we could go anywhere so if plan a don't work we got we had b c d we had everything lined up yeah absolutely so. oh that that's a that's a good thing to do it's uh it's the same with their and just going off of my own experience the same with their archery pronghorn tag their 920 tag is uh is good for the whole state so another another tag and and we've talked about that on other podcasts i'm not turning this into a pronghorn podcast but that's another tag that up there in Montana can cover the whole state. So they have a lot of good opportunities like that. So excellent. It's a good thing to, to look out for and uh, take into consideration when you're trying to set up a hunt for sure. Definitely. So first, first spring bear hunt, um, the hopes of the Canadian hunt, but that didn't happen yet. Um, so Montana it is. What, what kind of research did you do? What kind of planning did you do to prep yourself both for the location you're going the gear that you had all that good stuff and, and the location for sure because like you just said you got the whole state to choose from what did you do to make sure your gear was good and you were prepared and what made you choose the spot that you went to in montana so we uh at first we had actually planned on a totally different area we we're going to go up by Kalispell, which is um it's like the the famous place in Montana, I should say, for like bear hunting. And that's where everyone goes. That's where 90% of the outfitters are, it seems like. I mean, it's just the bears are there. They're just pressured really, really hard. Yeah. And it was kind of I, – I did a lot of – I used Onyx a lot and actually found a couple of spots up there that I liked. But I decided to do something a little different this year. And I'm – on Facebook, I'm I'm a member of several different groups, like bear hunting groups, and then I went and added some Montana hunting groups, and I actually started 
messaging just random people and telling them you know that i was from oklahoma you know understand if they don't if they don't you know want to give her any information or have any information but anything they would be willing to to give you know i'd love to hear and had a lot of different people tell me point me towards the little belts um which actually is an one of the few spots that's just a general season tag for elk so i thought that it'd be cool because you know as i'm still bear hunting and we could scout for elk too while we're up there yeah so we um we our plans kind of changed um we found a spot on on x that looked like it would be really good um put a lot of our eggs in that basket uh on x like i said on x it looked real good from from the maps but it's a whole lot different looking at a map and then getting to a place you, you know not only just an area you've never been but an entire state you've never even been right um so we we put all of our eggs in that basket and headed up there and we actually uh we got there spent two days in that spot didn't see a single bear i mean and we're not just talking about some little spot we were moving we we were hiking six to ten miles a day and we were always moving and if we didn't see any sign in that area you know then we'd move we'd, we'd drive 10 15 miles to another spot that we had marked on onyx that we thought would be good and we did this for a couple of days and just it was not working we started talking to locals I and mean, we go to the convenience store and to get fuel or something and we'd ask him hey you guys do you guys ever see any bears you know like <laughs> we you know where where the bears at <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> and we we found out that this was from several different people and it and an, another big thing that so that i found in my research was for spring bear you have to find green you know they they come out of their harbor their hibernation and they eat as much green grass as they can they don't want to move very far either because of their paws um they don't they're not used to walking around you know they've been asleep for several months right so they like to stick to the green grass they eat the green grass until they get their digestive system going then they'll start eating meat and stuff so the issues we were finding and and the reason we weren't finding any bears where we were the first couple days is because so from talking to the locals they said this is the weirdest winter spring they've they've had in like since they can remember so it i guess in montana this year they said it didn't even really get cold until february they didn't get their first snow until february wow so and then um it it got it got cold late and it stayed cold longer so actually a lot of the places we were hunting we were only like seven thousand feet and it was still snow huh so it, it was tough to find any green whatsoever yeah um we were just having a real hard time finding green um finding any grass finding any bears finding any bear sign we went like five days before we seen it, our first bear i mean it was it was tough real tough wow. and um talking to several locals they hadn't been seeing bears i i called a wildlife biologist and um he gave me some good information you know he told where he's started seeing some bears but said the same thing you know yeah it's been it's been so cold i mean I, they he didn't think a lot of them had even been waking up yet and we didn't go early the season opens april 15th and we went um like may i think we we left may the 12th or something like that so we gave it you know 
almost a solid month thinking that, you know, that would be enough time for everything to green up, for the Bears to get up and about. And that just wasn't the case this year. So we, every place that we found in this one mountain range, which is the Little Belts, we, it was just a bust. There was no green grass. And we went, we were driving two hours a day to different areas trying to find something, you know. And we couldn't find them down low. We couldn't find them up high. We, it was just, it was turning, it was catastrophic. Wow. Yeah, definitely not something that you that you expect or, or really, obviously, nobody experienced or not experienced hosting it, have a situation like that. But obviously, not something that you were banking on for for your first time bear hunting. So. Oh yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I, I, it was. I didn't feel quite so bad knowing that all these guys that live in Montana and, and hunt there, you know, their entire lives, weren't even having any luck. So it was like, well, I guess I feel a little bit better now, but. <laughs> still it was like man we're just getting our butts kicked so but was was there ever a was it that kind of just the the verdict and and how the trip went or as far as spotting bears or finding bears or was there a turning point at any time um no we finally um we we decided we were gonna we looked at the bear density maps which and i had i had several different like like i said plan c d e all all out to where we were it didn't matter if we were gonna have to drive 10 hours we were gonna we we were gonna keep moving keep trying to find bears that's the one thing that the game warden told us was just keep on moving you know if you don't see a bear here if you don't see a bear in an evening most likely they're not there because they say every single evening they're going to be out in the same place every single night huh so we, we didn't see a bear and so we just kept on going and finally um we 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 did at this point we had four days left of our hunt so we were over halfway done and we thought man we gotta we gotta do something big like this mountain range isn't doing it for us and it's not just a little mountain range like i said we had been working our butts off yeah trying to trying to even find sign of a bear and we said well let's pick up camp um move to this other mountain range um which is it, it was probably about a three-hour drive um and so we we pick up camp and we go over there and and we actually find green grass so everything's already looking up um so we set up our camp and we hunt real hard and um we we don't we aren't seeing we still aren't seeing any bears but we're seeing green grass so yeah we're watching over this over i mean we're, we're still moving around a lot in this mountain range um, on the back side of it, on the south side of it, which is what they say, they one big thing that you want to do is south-facing slopes are the first to green up, uh, just because the sun and all that. So we're finding a lot of green grass, but it's real low, like 4,000 feet, and um, we're still not seeing any bears at all. But actually, we went out for a hunt one one afternoon and uh, or one morning, and we get back to camp, and this guy, this older guy, pulls up on a razor. And he says, you guys bear hunting? We said, yeah. He's like, you have any luck? So we told him, no, you know, we it's finally finding some green and some flowers, some wildflowers, but we're still not finding any bears. And um, he said, well, I actually just came. I've, I've rode 40 miles a day, and um, I think you guys need to come over here. He says, that, he says, if I was you, I would pack up your camp right now. He said, I just came from there. There was no one in there. I would pack up your camp right now and 
and book it over there. So, um, we, we joined, we went in to where he said, and, you know, just like, we weren't having no luck. You know, this guy seemed like a good guy. <laughs> so we, uh, we just did what he said. You know, we didn't have nothing to lose. Yeah. He didn't have anything to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, uh, pack up and throw everything in the truck, haul boat over there and set up our camp. And, um, and it, and it did look good over there. Um, and that, that night we actually climbed, I think we climbed up to 9,000 feet and, uh, we were, it was, it was so snowy. It was a miserable, honestly, we, it's snowing on us. I mean, it, it's, you have no visibility. It, it was, it was something. All right. Um, we get back to camp and we are just soaked soaking wet we we have to get all of our our clothes dry and everything um so then the next morning we uh we found a spot on onyx which is probably about a it's about a six mile hike from where we were so we hike all the way in there and um it looks good like real good we uh we watch it all day long and actually finally found a bear um right probably about an hour before dark we see him we see him for probably five minutes and he disappears and he's he's over a mile away um and he's big like you can tell like he's he's a good bear yeah um so i told spencer like you think we should we should pack we we should should we book it over there you know and we everyone says that if you see a bear he'll be there again so we decided we would wait and try to get him the next day. So um, we waited, came back that next day, and uh, and he, he wasn't in the same spot, but he's in a similar spot. So we, we worked our way around to where he was. And what we couldn't – at first, our first plan was to get up, try to get up over the top of him to where we could be a lot closer. The problem is, is the wind changes so much up there that I, we didn't want to risk blowing him out before we even – seen him right so we uh we get up there and sure enough he comes back out that evening and we had sat there all day long i mean we we got up there we left camp at four o'clock in the morning hiked all the way up in there and um just waited and sat there all day long you know had brought you know our food and our lunches and all that stuff um didn't see single bear all day long until finally like that last 15 minutes of light. And by then there was nothing we could do anyways. He was just too far. You, can't, you couldn't move that far enough time. Yeah. So we pack out the, the next morning It is just a blizzard. Oh, I mean, it's, we lost an entire day to snow. I mean, it, it snowed like eight inches on us. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was not a little snow. <laughs> <laughs> so we we pretty much just hung out and we, we we went and did some driving, you know, just to see if we could. We went back to another mountain range. It was like a two hour drive, but we still nothing. You know, there was there was nothing out in it, but we yeah. we we drove that far. We were wanting to. If I mean, it's just it's a chance. I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, not you, a good one. Yeah, again, you got nothing to lose on a day like that. So yeah, exactly. So still nothing um so that next day we uh we get up 
it was it was a still snowing that next morning and we didn't want to it was going to be hard to get where we were because we were we had like i said it was about it was probably six mile walk back in there to where we knew that bear was so our plan was is i i had my base camp stuff but then again i also brought all my backpacking stuff so the plan was to try that evening or that that afternoon we were going to take since it was so tough to get in there because of all the snow um we figured well why not just make it a day thing and try to get in there and get a base camp or get a get just a, a backpack camp you know spike camp set up so that was the plan well wouldn't you know it it decided it was going to snow again so so on this day Man. we did the same thing we were going to go try to find you know just go explore and see what we could see and uh as luck would have it that was going to be the last day we got to bear hunt because we did see a bear um as we're driving and me getting so excited i decided to look away from the road and uh we (laughs) so where the spot is we're coming down this (laughs) down a down just just an old mountain like an old logging road and um i uh, we see the bear and it's it's just like in a little break of the snow the bear's probably 400 yards away and i i just look away from the road for a split second and about that time the road curved back real hard and we went off the side of the mountain well it, it wasn't really like the side of the mountain as as much as like that makes it sound really extreme it was probably like a 15 foot oh my gosh yeah it, enough that we totaled the truck that day oh my word <laughs> holy cow so as fate would have it that was going to be the last day it wasn't the end of our adventure to say the least but I, we have no so we we wrecked the truck airbags go off the entire the the front end is just trashed there's no way like it's it's done so we both look at our phones none of us have service oh no. so and it's cold like i said it's by this time the snow fires back up it's windy it becomes to be like a blizzard and i'm i mean i had we had our hunting stuff but that's it you know so yeah we uh we start walking and we walk like a mile and a half. We get to this house thinking, oh, thank goodness, you know, maybe no one's home. <laughs> <laughs> so we walk and, and I'm, down the road. I'm assuming y'all are okay after driving off a 15-foot drop. <laughs> yeah, it it hit hard. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I, hit, I hit my head on the steering wheel so hard that it cracked my glasses. Oh, my gosh. And I mean, it, it was we, – we were lucky. Yeah. If, if I wouldn't have been going so slow, because, you know, we weren't we weren't hauling butt. Right. We were going, so we were probably going 20, 15 to 20 miles an hour. We were just, you know, glassing, looking, and we seen that bear, and I looked away too long, and that's what happened. But um, it, if we would have been going any faster, we would have rolled it, because it, it was really steep. And I think if we had rolled it, we probably both would have died, honestly, because we didn't have seat belts on. I mean, when you're just driving that slow, looking, you know, you never have your seat belt on. So, yeah. didn't man. have seatbelts on, and oh, it was lucky. We, it it could have been a lot worse. Man, and it's funny, like, you telling the story, and when I say this, Drew Tordick, our marketing manager, when he listens to this, he's going to laugh. But um, when we went up there in 2019, 
to hunt pronghorn he took us up this one little mountain and it was muddy and slick and I, I forget which of the two trucks that we dealt with that trip we were in we had four-wheel drive but we were sliding and slipping all over the place and it was drops like that it was it was 15 20 25 foot drops just straight down off the side of these roads that were sliding all over and myself and chester that i was that we were with we were holding on for dear life and we were super nervous super scared that we were about to that drew was about to drive us off that freaking mountain (laughs) and so thankfully he didn't but you just lived my my nightmare that day that's what i that's what i'm thinking of i I, I, yeah that oh i I don't even i don't even want to think about that that's that's let me tell you (laughs) you missed out you missed out on an on a on a good story i can tell you that much (laughs) i I would hope that i'd be there to tell the story Uh, for sure yeah you are (laughs) oh yeah yeah i mean me and spencer looked at each other and i said you all right he said yeah he said, are you all right? I said, yeah. And we both, we were way more bummed about, I mean, the truck, we knew the truck was probably done and we knew it was going to be a royal pain in the butt to get home now because we are an hour and a half away from our camp Yeah, and we have no vehicle. We have no phone service. Not only that, how are we? Okay. And we are, this isn't just, so the truck that I wrecked, I mean, it was, it was set up for going in sketchy places to say the least it had i had you know a six inch lift and that stuff just to get over a lot of croc or crocs rocks and all that stuff yeah and um we we crossed 11 creeks getting in to where we set up our base camp oh wow. it was it was made for razors and stuff to get in there it wasn't made for a pickup wow. so we crossed 11 creeks to get in there like it was going to be a miracle honestly just to figure out how to get our stuff out oh man and it was and we looked at each other and we knew the hunt was over at that time and we both were just really bummed and i mean that was we we knew we were okay so it was all good but it was still just it just kind of set in like yeah this isn't gonna happen and which we kind of knew we were down to the last two days anyways in the last two days of course, it did nothing but snow anyway. So in all reality, we wouldn't have killed a bear. I mean, if we would have, maybe, maybe, but yeah, the chances were not, the odds are not in our favor. Well, I mean, you you saw one right before you drove off the mountain, so <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> maybe that would have been the bear. Maybe that was it. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, definitely. But so, but most likely, it probably wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So it, it, we were still really bummed, but it was like. Eh. All right, so you so you walk you walk I think you said a mile and a half or so. You find a you find a house, nobody's home. Then what? Um, we walk about probably luckily probably another two three hundred yards after that, and we finally got service. So I texted my at the time fiance, told her what was going on, and the best part is this is literally like a week and a half before our wedding. So she's really freaking out. Like, you're going to have a black eye for the wedding. Are you kidding me? Like, she's all like freaking out. And it, <laughs> we finally get service. I tell her, and then, you know, I told her, I told her what happened and she freaked out. She thought like, you drove off a mountain. I, I wouldn't be calling you if I was dead. I mean, we're okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I call my dad and I told him, and see, every time I go on a hunting trip, my dad, if I call him, he knows it's because I got something. So I call my dad, and the first thing he says, did you get one? I said, no. 
He said, yeah, he did. How big was he? I said, I wrecked my truck. No, you didn't. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. I wrecked my truck. How big was he? Did you get one? <laughs> like, no, I swear to you. I, we probably just totaled my truck. Quit messing with me. How big was he? I'm like, Dad, I ain't even playing. <laughs> like, we, this thing's done. So I sent him a picture. And he's like, wow. Well, <laughs> what are you going to do now? He's like, there ain't a whole lot I can do. I mean, I'm 16 hours from you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I said, I've never even been in a wreck. I don't know what to do. He said, well insurance is going to need a police report so call the cops so we call the cops and um they they sent a couple sheriffs and a uh high patrol out there and they uh they get they get it all pulled out and everything and then the 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 driver's side front wheel falls off the truck it's pretty comical and i asked the cop i said the high patrol i said honestly i'm not gonna lie to you man it is really cold do you care if i go sit in your car <laughs> <laughs> so me and my buddy go sit in the car and everything i'm like well we could be in the back of a cop car for different reasons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah i mean <laughs> so so what do they uh, use to get the truck out if you if you cross that many creeks and are that far back in oh, there the, how do they do that so, the truck we were we were at a different mountain range that was to get to our our camp oh okay that was we were we were just right off we were on on some logging roads just right off of uh i mean just national forest it okay was, so it was easy to get in there well, that's yeah. good okay so we we called them they came and got us out and then luckily the the highway patrol took us to a hotel and um can't remember what town it was kind of a weird town i can't remember what it was but took us to the hotel we stayed in a little roach coach inn and (laughs) (laughs) it called well our first plan was we were trying to figure out what we were going to do there was our one of our ideas was to rent a truck from billings and then drive all the way in back to where we were and then um pick up all of our stuff, drive back to Billings, ship all of our stuff and fly home. But that was going to be extremely tough to do. Cause like I said, we had a lot of gear. I mean, yeah. So, um, finally, um, Courtney, she, she was already headed up there to get us at one time. And I was like, no, don't do it. You know? And, um, her dad, which is my father-in-law now, calls and says you've already turned them around once they could have already been like three or four hours down the road why don't you just let them come get you and that was the best thing honestly so yeah all right so they drove all night long um they got there at like two o'clock the next day um come pick us up from the hotel we all went and ate um still we're all sad you know (laughs) (laughs) we went we went to the pickup and that was the first time we actually really got to look at the pickup because they had it pulled out by then and all that. So, um, I went and looked at the pickup and we realized, yeah, it's probably totaled in the, the tow truck guy. I was like, yeah, every truck I've seen like this, they've totaled out. So you should probably take all of your belongings and all that. So that's what we did. We unloaded the truck. Um, then we, we went into that camp or to where our camp and um it was nothing but it was it was snowing so hard that day um we we couldn't actually even see the mountains until we were in the mountains that's how bad it was snowing 
And I'd been telling Courtney this whole time about how beautiful Montana is and stuff. She shows up in a blizzard, and <laughs> I've been trying to get her talked into moving to Montana, and that didn't do that it. That didn't help you at all. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't do it. So we. Uh, I guess you'll have to take her back. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> <laughs> so we we get in there, and it takes us probably two hours to drive in there. Luckily. Um, his truck did make it in there. We get in there and um, get camp and broke down and get out of there. But it, it we drove. We, we probably could have, you know. They were down to, to hunt if we wanted to, you know, just that extra night. But it did nothing but snow anyway. So we were yeah. like, yeah, let's just cut our losses and go. Yeah, at that so, point, you're just kind of ready to be done with it too. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we were supposed to be there for, I think, 11 days. We ended up being there for nine anyway. So. Yeah. But it, it was still a really fun trip because, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't about killing the bear to me. It was more about seeing all the other animals. We, and we did. We seen that week we were there, um, I think we counted 300 elk. Um, oh. We probably seen four or 500 deer um three bears <laughs> not so many bears and it it was still it was still a really good time and seen some beautiful country Absolutely. met some really nice people it was i definitely want to go back just yeah. different terms and I, I learned a whole lot too there's there's a, a lot of lessons to be said in that so yeah don't take your eyes off the road being one that's one that's probably the biggest one it will ruin your hunt unless you're really wanting a new truck then i guess that's one way to do it i wouldn't recommend it though yeah i I guess you did get a a new set of wheels out of the deal so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so pre uh pre-accident and just you know the the drastic turn south there um I wanna I wanna talk real quick just kind of about a little bit more specifics on some of the gear that you had set up and and what your what kind of weaponry you were packing for a bear hunt like this and uh, kind of break some of that stuff down real quick. Yeah, so um, one of the biggest things that I think was really nice is I I bought a canvas tent just for this hunt, which and I'm really really glad it's a Kodiak canvas tent. They're they're not cheap, but they're not really for a canvas tent they're pretty affordable to be honest with you yeah um that thing was awesome it and and a couple of those blizzard days we had wind that was probably i mean you've been up on the mountains when it yeah. decides it's gonna so it's gonna blow it blows oh yeah we were up there and stayed warm the whole time i mean it was never leaked one time um and it was big you know like my if we had just been in my backpacking tent the whole time we would probably got really got tired of each other <laughs> um it is it's a 10 by i think 16 I mean, it's it's all there and it it was a lifesaver i can't wait I'm, I'm just glad i have it now to add to my elk hunting and everything else it's perfect for base camp and then i i still have i brought my backpacking tent which i always use on all my elk hunts and stuff which is a lux octopeak is what it is and um it's real lightweight I have a, a portable stove, it's a titanium stove. I think it weighs, it's, I mean, it's like less than a pound um, that we were going to use for when we weren't seeing bears. You know, if we weren't having, if we were having a real tough time finding bears, we were going to use that and hike in several miles, which was the plan until the snow and stuff hit. Yeah. But 
Um, then I, I took all my Sitka, which was, like I said, once again, when it was hot, it was hot. Like there was days it was in the nineties. And then when it was cold, it was cold, cold blowing snow. I mean, there was one evening, um, the, the evening we seen that bear the first time actually that it started sleeting and it went from being like 80 degrees out to being like 30 and it was rough. And that's another thing that I can say about the Sitka. Like I said, it's really nice if it in the morning when it's cold or, you know, let's say like that day, that afternoon it was really hot. And, and then it started cooling off really quick and that stuff. It just amazes me how it can breathe when it's hot and then yeah. it can keep you warm when it's cold. No, so. We got a bunch of guys on staff that use that stuff and, and I, everybody just, they love it. It's, it's good stuff. And yeah, again, it's worth the money yeah and again you talk about the money and and i know i know that you know people that, that's always it's a lot to stomach <laughs> yeah it, it, it's always a concern and, and something but one it it's it's almost a one-time purchase pretty much because yep. you buy it you have it and you're good to go and uh another thing that i think speaks volumes is, is again we're we're plugging this product with with no sponsorship or anything in place at this time. So uh, Brendan and other guys that, that use that on our staff are guys who have purchased it with their own money. It, it's it's not like they're they're getting handouts or anything like that. They believe in the product enough to invest in it themselves and uh, they're seeing results from it. So uh, if you're if you're interested, go check it out. So Thank you. Yeah, and I I got a review on there too with it too. So yeah. on follow up session. So I, th- I think we actually have a years being one. We have two or three on there now. So yeah, um, got, yeah. definitely go check out those gear reviews. Heck yeah, and uh, so that's a big part of you know what I like to take with me. And then um, I got my Mystery Ranch backpack. I so I have a uh, the one that I use on my day trips and stuff is it's the uh, the Pintler. And um, it's it's like it's oh, am I thinking I can't remember the exact um, cubic inches and I want to lie, but it's perfect for for you know whitetail hunting and for just day mountain trips. You can keep as many as much clothes in there and some food and and it's it's nice and it's also got the load shelf too to where if we would have killed a bear, it would have been great. You know, it'd have been really easy to pack out. So. I had that, and then I also brought with my I, – I have a um, Beartooth 80, which is – I think it's like over 6,000 cubic inches. I mean, it's – and it, it just clips. I just replaced that Pintler with that one, and it just goes on the same frame. Um, so if we – when we were going to go in there and go backpacking – I could have fit my tent, enough clothes for a couple days, you know, enough food for a couple days, um, everything we would need for a couple days in it. So um, I had that with me just in case. Then I had my, my stove and stuff just in case. I had a lot of just in case stuff, but um, we actually brought so much gear that we had to haul a U-Haul trailer with us. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I I like to be overprepared, I guess. You know, you never know. When, and just like when we were there, that we went from 90 degrees to teens. I mean, it was it was crazy. So it, it was a good thing we had it all for sure. But but all that stuff out and on hunts like that, another thing I like to do is we will pre cook our meals a lot of times. So like um, we'll take we I have a uh, one of those 
vacuum sealers. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll, we'll pre-cook meals and then we'll vacuum seal them and freeze them and stuff. Yeah, that's a good and, idea. And it works out great, especially when you go um, – like, so like on that day that was really snowy, um, we got back and we were just really cold and really ready – honestly ready for bed. And it was late getting back. I think we got back at like 1 o'clock in the morning. So we had some vacuum-sealed soup, some potato soup that we just um, – boiled some water dropped it in and it was good to go good deal so it's really easy that's one thing that i like to do on trips like that um had my big arctic um cooler that i it's it's a 145 um i like it a lot i was able that elk that i shot last year we well i lost a almost a quarter because of the bear which that's in that podcast but um it, I was able to fit that entire deboned elk in it. So, I mean, you can fit a lot. Yeah. But we had that for, you know, bears and our hides and stuff. Um, so, I think the biggest thing for me, oh, I take my predator calls too because they say that usually during that time of year, bears will come and run in just like a coyote will to a predator call. Really? So, we tried that a couple of times too um, when we weren't having luck at that in the, in the little belts, but you still didn't have luck. But, um, yeah, we, I took my predator calls. Um, I think the biggest thing though, on this trip that was good to me was that tent, that Kodiak canvas, which I'll, I'm going to do a review on it just so everyone can see it and, and all that. But that thing was a game changer, honestly. Yeah. That's but awesome. I had that and I brought my, um, my Christians, I have a Christensen, Mesa, a 300 wind mag. Um, I'm I'm comfortable out to four or five hundred yards with it. I mean, real comfortable. So yeah, I I got a night force on it, which really is really it's it's a good setup. Yeah. So um, I brought that. I was shooting 180 grain nozzlers, so I knew I was confident. You know, out to 400 yards that if I had an opportunity, it was it was probably game on. But yeah. Any uh, uh, any backup weaponry? I did. I actually brought my other 300 wind mag. I have just a, a cheap Savage 300 with my, um, I think I have, it's like a Nikon Bushmaster scope. It's just a cheap, just a cheap setup. It was, I think it was one of the first guns I ever bought. Yeah. But, I mean, it's sighted in, you know, I wouldn't have been taking no 400 yarders with it, but. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, I had that just because I could drum the same ammo out of it. So I brought that, and I actually brought my bow, too, because, you, you know, deep down, it's probably never going to work out, but you always have that little thought, like, man, we're going to be in the bears so thick, we're going to be passing them up, I'm going to be able to get in bow ring. So <laughs> I brought my bow for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> never know, man, you but never know. That's true. <laughs> if I wouldn't have brought it, I would have probably had a bear at. Oh, speaking of, this makes me think. Them guys from Montana were telling me the number one way to kill a bear in Montana is not by a tag. So that's the way you'll see them. That's the only way you'll see them. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the uh, one thing I wanted to harp on with uh, with the weaponry and everything is just uh, bear hunting in general. Um, how we've at least on our podcast here recently been educated on the importance of having secondary 
tertiary weaponry at, at the ready, ready to go. If you guys haven't listened to episodes 63 and 64, you need to go back and do that. Um, we have a, a brother and sister who went up to Alaska on a brown bear hunt, and it was it was five yards away from them being killed by this mortally wounded bear and not coming home. It's a it's a podcast worth listening to, um, but backup weaponry what little they had ended up saving them so whether you have a malfunction and just need to need another weapon or whether it gets down to the the nitty-gritty like they were in um, it's very important to when you're bear hunting have uh have some options with you ready to go so yeah and i definitely had a sidearm too I, yeah um spencer had a had a kimber 45 and then i had a 38 special so gotcha we were ready to rock just in case. Yeah. But luckily never got put in that position. So Yeah. And I hope and that, nobody does. Nobody wants to be in that position. So Yep. And yeah, I learned I learned the hard way, but I just have one a backup weapon too from my elk hunt. Yeah. I whenever I broke the sights off my bow and well, there went that. So Yeah. Same thing. Stuff happened. So I was ready just in case we dropped a rifle, you know, or if he dropped his rifle, I had that extra gun ready to go. Yeah. So good deal. So, first bear hunt in the books. Unfortunately, no bear on the ground didn't end the way anybody probably saw it ending. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> definitely not us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What 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 are your takeaways though? Your biggest takeaways? Any any regrets? Um, things you would have done differently, or as you look to do this again, um, whenever the next opportunity comes along, you know things uh, things you'll take into consideration then. I think one of my biggest regrets is that first time we seen that that bear. You know, they say like they say the bear will be back, and he was the next day and everything. But I think that if we would have just booked it and tried to get in a range, yeah, we may have blew him out. But at the same time, just maybe there's a small chance maybe we could have got on him, you know, and got a shot right before dark. Yeah. But then again, you know, if we would have done that, we would have probably blew that bear out of the country and it wouldn't have snowed for the next three days and we wouldn't have wrecked our trucks and we probably wouldn't have seen another bear. So there's <laughs> there's really no telling how it could have went. But, yeah. you know, that will always be in the back of our minds. And one of my, my – I learned a lot from this. I mean, just from – from a hunt. I mean, you, you learn way more whenever you don't harvest an animal than when you do, honestly. And uh, a, a couple of things that I learned from this is, A, I think next year I'll probably wait a couple more weeks to go until almost, I mean, maybe the first week of June or so. A um, couple of reasons being, A, is, you know, if it is another weird year like it was this year, then everything that'll give everything more of a chance to green up um more of the bears will be on their feet and b that's when the elk calf i mean they all calf that time of year so um they say that that is the best chance to kill a bear which we actually started to listen to a lot of different bear podcasts on the way up there and everyone was saying yeah we might a lot of these big outfitters are saying that they might shoot a couple bears before but 90 percent of the bears they shoot are during the elk calf so like well you know that's a big thing that next year we're gonna we're gonna center our bear hunt around that time and i think we're gonna specifically hunt you know calving areas and stuff like that because this year if we would have been a week later we would have been in them because like i said we probably seen 300 elk that trip so i mean they were it, it was almost time but 
you know, it just didn't work out, but yeah, that's a big thing. And, and another thing that I think I I would really like to do differently next time is instead, I, I think I'm going to go with my gut next year too. You know, we, we had that first spot planned out, you know, we were going to go to Kalispell. Well, we didn't. And maybe if we would have went with our gut feeling, you know, maybe I wouldn't have wrecked my truck, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, so I don't know. A lot of what ifs for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, man, I uh, I appreciate you coming on and talking about this experience. Uh, again, no bear on the ground, and that's unfortunate. But the reason I want to talk about it is it was your first time doing it, and getting out there and doing stuff like that that's how we learn and sharing that is how other people learn so i'm hoping yep, that it, exactly obviously it benefited you and hopefully your your uh, adventure there will benefit somebody else and next time you get out there you'll be able to put one on the ground heck yeah that's the plan <laughs> for sure all right, guys, well, we're going to wrap it up here for this week's podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. If you haven't already, hit that follow and subscribe button, whatever app you're listening on. We are on all major podcast platforms in addition to our website and YouTube. Um, new episodes every single Monday morning with uh, guests like Brendan, who are sharing both uh, – I, I, I don't like to say entertaining because I, I don't like to think that people just <laughs> listen to our podcast for the entertainment, but the, also the educational value of it as well. But um, obviously you guys need to need to enjoy it. And if you're listening, then you do. So um, appreciate you guys tuning in, continue to do so every Monday morning. Fallposition.com is our website. That is the hub. That's where you guys can go to find all of our content, our video series, wild game recipes, the gear reviews, like what we uh, mentioned earlier in the episode, um, all sorts of other kind of educational content that we have on there. We have contests and giveaways that come up from time to time. Our apparel, uh, we got some new apparel out for this summer that's been selling pretty quick, so be sure you get in on that with our new American Pride, um, American Flag logo, whatever you want to call it, T-shirt. Um, those are going pretty quick, so get you one as soon as you can. Um, be sporting it this summer. Fallobsession.com slash podcast. That's the podcast page on our website. All of our episodes are on there. You can listen to them from there or and or you can uh, fill out the form that we have there to provide some episode feedback. If you have a topic to suggest or a question to ask or just general feedback, we take criticism constructively. So um, shoot us a message over through there. And follow our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're working on getting more frequent uh, videos out there for you guys to, to watch. Again, a lot of educational value on there, so be sure that you do that. And that's about uh, all I got. Brendan, once again, man, thanks for coming on and uh, sharing your experience. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm sure uh, hopefully the next time we're on here talking bear hunting, we'll, uh, we'll be talking about a successful hunt. So. Oh, yeah. I can feel it. <laughs> Maybe I'm still feeling the truck wreck, but I'm feeling tough. <laughs> still a little woozy in the head there. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you guys again next Monday for another Fall Obsession podcast episode.